Welcome in to the WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, host of the WSN podcast, also general manager and football editor at WISports.net. You'll find me doing some written content on other areas of the site as well once we get into the other sports seasons, uh, a little bit of boys basketball, baseball as well, and just general news about high school sports. But the big news about high school sports this week is the beginning, finally, of the high school football playoffs, the last of the fall sports to get into playoff action. It's been a long ways from the beginning of practices back on October, excuse me, on uh, on August 1st. In fact, some schools, a number of schools practiced on July 31st this year. And so we've come a long way since that time, and it's finally time to get the playoffs underway. We found out last week the 224 teams that would qualify for the 11-man football playoffs, the eight teams that would qualify for the eight-team, or excuse me, the eight-player playoffs. We've got 112 11-man games on the schedule this week, four eight-man games on the schedule. So we're getting into the, uh, the, the postseason time. It's a fun time for sure. Kind of a bittersweet time is half the teams are eliminated each week. We get a smaller and smaller number of games remaining. In fact, we only have about 230 high school football games the rest of the year. That number will be cut in half after this week. So we're uh, we're not far away from the end of the season. On this week's version of the WSN podcast, I'm going to not necessarily preview every division. We did that on Wisports.net. We did our playoff previews that you can check out on WSN, where we took a look at the placements, how things kind of played out um, in the groupings, in the seedings. We also took a look at some of the top offensive players, some of the most dynamic offensive threats in each division. Talked about any teams that might be on upset alert early in Level 1, the best Level 1 game for each division. Some of the potential and we always emphasize potential, some of the best potential matchups the rest of the way, and uh, made my picks for every single game in level one for every division. So you can check out the division previews on wisports.net. But what we're going to do on the podcast is I'm going to break down my picks for the final four in each division, the state championship game, and who I think will hoist the gold ball in each division. That'll also come out tomorrow, Thursday afternoon on WSN, as we do our Wisports.net staff and media partner picks, where we have not only our staff at WSN, but some of our great media partners around the state participate as well, where we all pick our top four, our state final matchup, in who each person thinks will take home the state championship. But we're going to get started with my picks, and we're going to break it down, going in reverse, going to make you wait for perhaps the most interesting and intriguing division in Division One. But we're going to break down eight-man football first and go backwards through the rest of the divisions. In eight-man football, only eight teams made the playoffs again. Uh the first year for the high school playoffs for eight-man. Next year, it's expected to expand to 16 teams in the playoffs. But this year, there were eight teams. 
And if you look at the brackets, if you look at how the groupings went, you have two undefeated teams, Newman Catholic and Luck. The WIAA, I talked to Wade Lebecki a little bit last week, and I know he was kind of concerned if they'd be able to split those two teams up based on how the uh, geography would work. As it worked out, they were able to split up those two teams, Newman Catholic and Luck. So they're on opposite sides of the bracket. In the matchups in level one of the eight-player playoffs, I like Shell Lake over Northwood Solon Springs. Shell Lake's the three seed. Northwood is the two seed, which is kind of surprising because Shell Lake beat Northwood in the regular season. 34-19 to was the score in that one. So a little bit surprising that Shell Lake has to go on the road, but I'll take Shell Lake on the road. I'll take Sevastopol. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, and I'll take Newman Catholic and Luck to win their level one matchups as well. I like Newman Catholic and Luck to get to the state championship game. I I don't think that's a surprise. Again, both teams are undefeated. And in the state championship game, the first ever eight-man state championship game, I'm going to take the Newman Catholic Cardinals to win it all. Luck has an outstanding Outstanding rushing attack that can dominate opponents. But I like Newman Catholic's ability to be a little bit more versatile on offense. Ben Bates, their quarterback, has put up big numbers. They've also got a 1,000-yard rusher, a 1,000-yard receiver. Bates is the leading passer in the state of Wisconsin. So I like what they can do offensively from a versatility standpoint. And so Newman Catholic over Luck is my pick in the eight-man playoffs. Turning our attention to Division 7. And I think in Division 7, we saw it pretty much all year. There's a pretty clear delineation between the top three teams and everybody else. The top three being Edgar, Blackhawk, and Bangor. They occupy the top three spots in our coaches' pool all year. Now, Bangor did have the one loss to potosi Cassville, but Edgar and Blackhawk went through undefeated. And I like Edgar to get to a state title game. I have them winning over Hilbert in level four. Hilbert comes out of the Big East Conference. They were a two seed down in their group. And on the other side, I like Bangor and Blackhawk to get to level four. And, of course, that would be a rematch of last year's state championship game. And I will take Blackhawk in that matchup. Bangor has not been as dominant this year as they were last year. Bangor, again, lost their only game to Potosi-Cassville, a team that Blackhawk narrowly beat in an outstanding regular season game in the Six Rivers Conference. And I like Edgar over Blackhawk in the championship game. That would be state championship number eight for head coach Jerry Sins, if it does happen. I always uh, uh, point out, not to him, but, but... Edgar and Jerry Sins won their first state title the year before I was born. I was born in 1980. Jerry Sins won his first state championship in 1979 at Edgar. He's already won championships in Division 4, Division 5, Division 6, and Division 7 a couple years ago. And I like the Wildcats to cap it off with an eighth state championship this year. They're undefeated in the Merrowood, beat a very good Stratford team in Week 9, a thrilling finish as they got a touchdown pass from Carson Butt with, uh, I think it was five seconds remaining to put that one away, score the victory. 
And so I like Edgar in Division 7. Division 6 opens up because the defending state champions, St. Mary Springs, is not in that division. Springs got bumped up to Division 5. Obviously, that was a big storyline that we followed throughout the year. It was something that we thought would happen before the season. It ended up being closer than we thought. Springs ended up as the smallest team in D5, in part because Milwaukee South, who qualified for the playoffs with enough wins anyways, chose not to participate because they did not feel like they had the numbers to be a contender or to, uh, to be competitive. So they chose not to participate. That was a Division I school. As it turned out, the last team to get into the playoffs was Greenwood, a Division Seven school. And because of that decision by Milwaukee South, and because Greenwood was the last school in, that pushed the cut line up one spot for every division. And that led St. Mary Springs to go from D6 to D5. I still think D6 is a very interesting division. I think it's a very uh, solid division. In fact, if you looked at the uh, information that I had put out earlier this week, kind of an objective way, not a, a perfect way by any means, but it gives some data and some context to those discussions that people always like to have of what's the toughest, toughest division, what's the toughest grouping. So I broke down the overall win-loss record of every group, of every division, and it was Division 6, even without Springs, that had the highest win-loss percentage at 735. And so there's some very good teams left in Division 6. Now, if you look at Division 6, my opinion, and I think the opinion of a lot of people, is that the three best teams in Division 6 are all on the left side of the bracket. Regis, Grantsburg, and Iola Scandinavia. Out of those groups, I, I like Regis and Grantsburg to advance to a level three matchup, which would be outstanding. A couple teams that have met a few times in the playoffs, in fact. And I like Regis to come out of that one and face off against Iola Scandinavia. And I'm taking Iola Scandinavia over Regis to get to the championship game. The right side of the bracket, I think, was a little bit harder in, in some respects to, to pick there's good teams. I think it's a deeper field on the right side of the bracket, but I don't know that those teams are uh, quite up to those three elite teams on the left side of the bracket. I do have Fenimore coming out of Group C, and then in Group D, I really debated back and forth hard on the Level 2 matchup, potential Level 2 matchup, between Racine, uh, excuse me, Racine Lutheran and Mineral Point. Two outstanding teams. We're seeing Lutheran's only losses this year were to St. Catharines and Martin Luther, two bigger schools that are highly seeded. Mineral Point only lost to Lake Country Lutheran. They just beat Fenimore. And so I went back and forth. I, I couldn't quite figure out what way to go. I couldn't put my finger on what would be the deciding factor. I ended up going with Racine Lutheran over Mineral Point, Racine Lutheran over Cambridge in level three. Cambridge is undefeated, the number one seed on that side or in that grouping. And then I had Racine Lutheran beating Fenimore in level four of the playoffs and Iola Scandinavia beating Racine Lutheran in the division six state championship game. So that's my, uh, my take on division six. 
Division 5, as we talked about, with Springs going up to Division 5, it not only impacts what happened happens in D6, but it impacts impacts the atmosphere and the environment of Division 5 because I think most people unconnected to a team would feel St. Mary Springs is the favorite in D5 or D6. Certainly there's some teams in D5 that would have something to say about that. But if you look at Springs grouping, it's very interesting. They've already beaten the four seed Amro, handed them their only loss. Already beat Amherst, the three seed. Already beat Cedar Grove, Belgium, the two seed. So it'll be, if Springs continues to go on, it, it likely will be a lot of familiar faces that they'll be playing and waiting in level four, potentially, for St. Mary Springs would be Lake Country Lutheran, undefeated, runners-up in D5 last year, brought back a ton of talent and experience from that group. And I think that would be an outstanding game, Springs and Lake Country Lutheran. We've seen it in the playoffs before. And I like Springs to get past Lake Country Lutheran. On the other side of the bracket, I like uh, Spencer Columbus Catholic. And I like Stratford to uh, advance out of their group over top-seeded and undefeated Kiwani. So Spencer, Columbus Catholic, and Stratford in a level four matchup is what I have. Two very big physical teams, but I like Spencer, Columbus Catholic to come out of that one. And then I have Springs over Spencer, Columbus Catholic in the Division Five state title game. Division four has kind of been our upset division in the last few years, going back even five years or more. Go back to 2013, Winnicani beat uh, Platteville for the state title in 2013 in Division Four. I think they came in with a combined nine losses at that time, the most ever uh, for two teams playing in the state championship game. So we've seen some Division Four upsets along the way. We've seen some teams make some deep runs in Division Four, kind of Cinderella-type runs. We saw it last year as well. But uh, I, I think this year that the top teams that we expect to be the top teams, some of the top seeds, I think have a little bit better chance to hold serve, if you will. And so in Division Four, I like St. Croix Central actually to go all the way. Uh, I like them to win a state championship. They were the champions two years ago. Last year, they were the runners-up to Lodi. But I like them to get back to Madison and take home a gold ball. I have them beating Northwestern, another undefeated team in level three. I have them beating Little Shoot, another undefeated team in level four. On the other side of the bracket, I have Lakeside Lutheran advancing. And then Racine St. Catharines advancing. And I have Racine St. Catharines getting to state. They've had some nice playoff runs in the last few years. This would be their first WIAA state appearance. But I like it to happen, and I like St. Croix Central to, to, uh, to win the state title over Racine St. Catharines. I think it'd be real fun for fans in the state to be able to see Deshaun Brown on the turf at Camp Randall, what he can do with the ball in his hands, uh, one of the most dynamic offensive weapons in the entire state. But I, I think St. Croix Central and their punishing ground attack would be too much. And so I have St. Croix Central winning it all in D4 over Racine St. Catharines. In Division Three, Division Three, I think, was a little tricky this year in that there was just a hard time finding teams to peg as favorites, top-ranked teams, top 
seeded types of teams. Um, you had a lot of teams that ended the year in the last coaches poll with two losses because there just wasn't many teams that were either undefeated or had one loss. In fact, there are only two undefeated teams in Division Three, which I think is the uh, lowest number of any of the divisions. But in Division Three, I think Rice Lake got a very, very favorable grouping for the Warriors to advance to Level 4 once again. Of course, they're the defending state champions. We've seen them deep into the playoffs a few different times in the last few years. One of the teams that is undefeated in Division 3 is West Appear, and I like the Phantoms to come out of their group, potentially beating Notre Dame in Level 3. I like West Appear to advance to the state semifinals. On the other side of the bracket, Catholic Memorial, I think, is a pretty strong favorite to come out of their grouping. Uh, actually, there are three undefeated teams in Division 3. I'm sorry, I forgot about McFarland, who's actually a two-seed. But I like Catholic Memorial to be able to get past McFarland if they do get there. I actually have Mount Hora Barneveld beating McFarland in level two, and then Catholic Memorial taking out Mount Hora Barneveld in level three. I just don't know if we know enough and if, if McFarland's been tested enough in the Rock Valley Conference compared to some of the teams they're going to face that are coming out of bigger, stronger conferences. Even Pewaukee in level one, I don't think is a pushover for McFarland. McFarland competing against teams from the Woodland West, potentially the Badger North. If they do get there, the Classic 8 with Catholic Memorial, I, I just don't know that that's going to be a good matchup for the Spartans. So I have Catholic Memorial coming out of their grouping. And then in the bottom part of uh, the, the right side of the bracket, I like New Berlin Eisenhower, last year's runners-up, to advance out of their bracket. And I went back and forth quite a bit on I, really both of these games at the quarter, excuse me, at the semifinal level. West Appear and Rice Lake. I ultimately went with West Appear. I think Rice Lake, I, I like what they can do offensively, but their defense has given up quite a few points this year. And I just, I don't know if they would be able to hold up well enough. Um, if they win, you know, if they get get past a West Appear, if they get there, it's, I, I think it would have to be a high scoring game. But, you know, their defense has also improved in the playoffs as they, as they have played you know, more like-sized competition in the past as well. Ultimately, I did go with West Appear. And then on the other side, I really kind of agonized over Catholic Memorial and New Berlin Eisenhower, and I still don't know if I am 100% sold on the pick. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm debating right now in my head <laughs> which way to go. Um, I went... And I might be flipping my pick right now. I don't even know. I, I think I'm going to settle on Catholic Memorial. I really want to take New Berlin Eisenhower. I really like what they do. I, I really like the uh, the things that they have going for them. But I just feel like Catholic Memorial has just a little bit more. And I, I, still, I still don't know on that pick. Um, but I, I guess I will settle on Catholic Memorial. And then I will settle on Catholic Memorial over West Appear in the Division Three state title game. In Division Two, this is another division where there was a couple spots that I really went back and forth on. 
But in, in Division Two, Group A, I like Marshfield to, to get to level three. And then the real tough spot for me came at the bottom of that grouping with River Falls and Pulaski. I think two of the, the stronger teams in Division Two meeting up right away in level two. I really like River Falls. I like what they did. I like that they took care of business in the big rivers other than a one-point loss to Hudson. But I am giving an edge ever so slightly to Pulaski. I like Pulaski to take down River Falls in level two, then Pulaski to get past Marshfield and come out of that group in group A. In group B, I think Homestead would be a pretty solid favorite, perhaps the um, maybe the biggest favorite in Division Two to come out of their group. Maybe not. I think you could argue the other two teams on the right side might be up there too. But I like Homestead to come out of their grouping. I like Wanakee to come out of that group. Uh, I know that uh, DeForest gave him a, a pretty decent game in the regular season, but DeForest hasn't beaten Wanakee in a long, long time. I think it's been over 10 years. Um, well, maybe they beat him back in 2014 or whatever it was when Wanakee had a down year. Uh, but otherwise, Wanakee really has dominated that matchup, including in the playoffs. So I like Wanakee to get past there. The, the hang-up might be Monona Grove in level three, but I just feel like Wanakee's got a little bit more uh, size and um, a little bit bigger uh line group, and and I just like the way Wanakee is playing. Got a chance to see both teams play. Both have looked very impressive, but I'm going to take Wanakee in that Group C. Group D, I think Brookfield Central is a pretty strong favorite to come out of that group. And so then for me, it came down to Wanakee or Brookfield Central in Level 4. That is another state title rematch that we could potentially get. And I went back and forth on this one a number of times. I, I had Brookfield Central as my top-ranked team in the offseason, but I am going to switch, and I'm going to go with Wanakee, the Warriors, head coach Pat Rice. Might upset my my good friend Jed Kennedy. I might have to uh, get him some Totino's pizza rolls send over if they win. But I like Wanakee to win that one, and I like Wanakee over Homestead in the Division II state title game. Wanakee going back-to-back, which would be incredible when you consider they lost 10 starters on defense. They lost three uh, Division I skill position players. They lost another one, uh, Riley Zudi, who was a a D2 skill player. A couple D1 backs, a D1 quarterback, and they have plugged and played with a a really strong group. Jarrett Wolf has stepped in at quarterback, completing 84% of his passes. Just incredible. And so I like the Warriors to get it done once again for head coach Pat Rice. And you have to wonder, if that happens, how strong would the pull be for Pat Rice to potentially make that his swan song? I think there were some indications that you know, he's kind of considered that in recent years. And if it happens this year where they win a state title second in a row, is that what he might go out on? I don't know. In Division One, this is the one that I think most people are most interested in. On the right side of the bracket, let's start there because I think things are a little bit cleaner and easier 
on the right side of the bracket. Marquette is as big of a favorite as any team in the state to come out of their group, I think. It would be a shock if they don't get that done to come out of Group D, where Oak Creek at 7-2 and two is the two seed. I think there's probably at least six or eight teams that probably would have been seeded ahead of Oak Creek, but it's just how the geography played out. The other uh, one on that side in Group C, the top part of the bracket, uh, I think Muskego and Franklin are pretty strong favorites to get to level three, and then it's a matter of who do you like, Muskego or Franklin. I'm going to take Muskego to get to level four against Marquette, and I'm going to take Muskego to get to their first ever WIAA state title game. In Group B, I think Fond du Lac is... Uh, a pretty strong favorite to get out of their group. The Cardinals have not had any hiccups, no blemishes, nothing after that early win over Kimberly way back in week one. And so I like the Cardinals to come out of their group, Group B. In Group A, Bayport's the top seed. They're undefeated. The voting was very close between the Pirates and five-time defending state champion Kimberly, whose only loss was back in week one on a last-second field goal to Fond du Lac, a very young papermakers team that has improved and gotten experience along the way. And so that would be a huge level three game, potentially, between Bayport and Kimberly. And I'm going to take Kimberly to come out of that group. Setting up, as I said way back in week one, when Fond du Lac beat Kimberly, I said, I think this will be the first of two meetings. And I see it happening where Fond du Lac and Kimberly will meet again in level four in what will be one of the most anticipated games in the state in quite some time. And this is a game that I have gone back and forth on a number of times, not only this week, but throughout the season. Again, figuring that these teams would meet again. And I'm another game where I'm still kind of going back and forth in my mind on what is the right pick. And I, I'm going with my heart, which might not be the right decision. But I've said so many times that I just can't pick against Steve Jones and the Kimberly Papermakers until somebody proves otherwise. And I know Fond du Lac proved otherwise in week one. But the playoffs can sometimes be a different story. And I think the improvements that Kimberly has made, the experience that they've gained, I think can make the difference for them. Now, Fond du Lac has done all of the same things. They've done everything the right way. They have not had a single hiccup, not even a game where you could look at it and say, you know, they overlook somebody or, uh, you know, they they let a team hang around or they didn't close somebody out. I mean, they have dominated everybody. And I know that uh, Steve Jorgensen there is going to have them in the right frame of mind. Again, an incredible high school football game if it does happen. Fond du Lac and Kimberly in level four. But I'm going to take Kimberly. And I'm going to take Kimberly over Muskego in Division One as my Division One state championship pick as the Kimberly Papermakers if that were to happen, would tie Stratford for the state record for most consecutive WIAA state championships with six. Sometimes 
you know, when you look at making picks, you do the best you can, obviously, and sometimes you're not right. I'm not uh, claiming that I'm going to be 100% perfect. I know I won't be perfect. Last year, I was not perfect. In fact, last year, I was pretty poor, quite honestly, at picking state champions before the playoffs started. I think I got three out of seven right, something like that. Um, but, you know, gives folks something to talk about anyway. So those are my state championship picks. To, to run it down again, D1, I have Kimberly over Muskego. D2, Wanakee over Homestead. D3, Catholic Memorial over West Pier. D4, St. Croix Central over Racine St. Catharines. D5, St. Mary Springs over Spencer Columbus Catholic. D6, Iola Scandinavia over Racine Lutheran. D7, Edgar over Blackhawk. And in the eight-man championship game, the first ever eight-man championship game, I like Newman Catholic over Luck. Let's move on to our stat of the week. And the stat, the number is 1997. And if you recognize that, you might be a fan of the Grafton Blackhawks because that is the last year Grafton made the playoffs before qualifying this season. We, thought, we figured, we thought that Grafton would be in no matter what happened in week nine, even if they finished four and five in the North Shore Conference. But not only did they get into the playoffs, they won their way in. They guaranteed themselves a playoff appearance as they went out and got a win in week nine impressively. Again, winning their way in, not backing their way in. Beat a very good Port Washington team, 37-20. to And so an impressive victory for the Grafton Blackhawks. And a great, uh, great story to end a lengthy, lengthy playoff drought. There are longer playoff droughts in the state. There's teams that have never made the playoffs. But good to see one come to an end with Grafton. Going to... Uh, Eschew the rant of the week this week, as I kind of ranted about my championship picks. But we will be back next week, next Wednesday, every Wednesday, in fact, for the WSN podcast. Again, I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net. A really fun time of the year with the playoffs getting underway. We've got a number of other playoffs and state tournaments for other fall sports going. Don't forget that basketball and the winter sports are just around the corner. Be sure to check out the girls' basketball conference previews that Norbert Durst is working on right now. Look for all kinds of boys' basketball information from Mark Miller as well. Be sure to order the Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook, of course. That is available for pre-order and will ship shortly. So it's a really fun time for high school sports fans. As we always say, get out to a game, support your local team, and we'll see you here next week on the WSN Podcast.